0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Mark My Words. I'm your host, Mark Lipton. Mark My Words is the only podcast produced exclusively for the independent paint retailer. Since this is the first episode of Mark My Words, I thought I would start with just a short introduction and a little of my personal history and how I got here hosting this podcast for you and other independent paint retailers. After that, I want to spend some time speaking about what we have planned for the Mark My Words podcast and what I'm hoping to accomplish by doing it. I'm expecting this inaugural episode to run about 10 minutes because it's just me and how much of just me talking can you guys stand? But future podcasts are going to be in the 20 to 30 minute range. They'll all have guests. And I'm looking forward to sharing that time with you. So first, a little about me. Except for a few years in my 20s when I worked as a stockbroker, my entire professional life has been as a paint dealer. I'm 55 and this past summer was my 30-year anniversary at Tremont Paint. Tremont Paint has been a member of my family since 1907. In addition to my time behind the counter at Tremont Paint, I work as a writer and as a consultant for the paint industry. I started writing for the Paint Dealer magazine about 23 years ago when they were first founded. I had a writing background, and it seemed very natural for me to continue that writing when I got into the paint business. With the exception of some time when I had put my pen down to manage other obligations, I wrote a column once a month for The Paint Dealer for 23 years. Last December, The Paint Dealer published its last issue. Looking for a creative outlet because I knew I would continue to write, I started the blog markliptonpaint.com so I could have a space to continue publishing my writing. Well, since I put up the blog about two months ago, I've gotten almost 1,000 followers. As I started thinking about what more I could do with so many people paying attention, I decided to try a podcast. People often ask me why it's so interesting to me to write about independent paint dealers or how I make the time for it. Writers write, and for me, I write about what I know, And what I know best is independent paint dealers and their segment of this industry. I do some other writing as well outside of the paint industry, and I even dabble in some poetry. As for how I make the time, I get that question a lot, because when you're a paint dealer, time is always in short supply. At times, the writing's been more of a burden than at other times. Sometimes an idea can come at you all in one shot. You'll just be sitting on your couch, and and an entire column drops into your head, and, and your only problem is that your fingers don't move fast enough. Other times, it's been harder to pull the words out, and so for a print magazine with hard deadlines, it would be a pain at times. Now, though, as a blogger, it's pretty easy because I write them when I feel them, and then I upload them to my blog. There's never a deadline. The truth is that if I was not writing about paint, I'd be writing about something else. I always make time to write. Independent paint retailers mean a lot to me. Yes, I am one, and so I feel connected to other retailers, and I want to help them succeed for that reason alone. But it's not just my personal connection. It's my whole family's connection to the independent dealer life. Two of my favorite people ever, my father, Billy, and my grandfather, Jack, were independent paint retailers. So were my great-grandparents, Isaac and Esther. I remember as a kid going with my dad to paint shows, at the time held locally, rather than nationally as we do now. One of the most poignant memories I have of my youth was my father when he came home from work. When my father walked in the door after a day in a 1970s era paint store, he reeked of paint thinner, called Varnaline back then. They used to sell it in bulk in those days. They had pumps like at a gas station in the back of the store. Alcohol, lacquer thinner, and varnaline. And my father would use those pumps to fill a jug that a customer had brought in themselves to to have it refilled. If you wanted it in a new jug, that was extra. I guess my father wasn't so neat about that work because he smelled a paint thinner every day when I was a kid. I remember my great grandmother who built Tremont paint. So my personal history with paint goes back as far as I can remember. I cannot remember a time when paint and the people dealing with it were not a major component of my life. I have countless friends who are paint dealers, and I want to do all I can to help them succeed. And so that's why I blog, and that's why I've started doing podcasts. The Dealer Network is not a particularly homogenous group. Sure, we all sell paint, but independents can run the gamut from single-store husband and wife teams to 100-store chains with several hundred employees. Some of us are paint and decorating stores, other paint and hardware, so we all have a different view of the industry. I will try to keep the blogs and podcasts focused on topics that touch as many of us as possible. As a kid, I remember writing stories and reading them to my family. When I was in trouble, which was often when I was younger, my mother used to make me write my apologies. In fact, I still have one of them on my desk at home. It's from when I was around five years old, and I actually start the letter by saying, Dear Mommy and Daddy, I am sorry, but I have a very small mind. It's not hard to figure out why my mother kept that one. I keep it where I can see it because it's a nice reminder to keep the intro interesting. And that's why I like to start my pieces with a story of the strangeness that is my family, my daughter Miranda and fiancé Gaitana. Without their special inspiration, my work would read like watching paint dry. When things with Guy and I got serious a number of years ago, she told me, you're going to need an owner's manual for me. Well, now I've read that manual, and I could probably make some repairs. But you just can't get parts on a model this old, and it turns out she's one of a kind. Miranda at 21 is still a constant source of entertainment, though often from a distance. When I podcast, I'll continue to keep my promise to her and only share the embarrassing and not the outright humiliating. I'm a fourth-generation independent paint retailer. My two stores, Tremont Paint Supply, have been a Benjamin Moore's retailer in the Bronx, New York, since 1907. My great-grandparents built a business that has endured New York's realities for 112 years. In addition to being a Benjamin Moore's dealer, My stores also sell Pratt & Lambert, Rust-Oleum, and Graco. We are also an All-Pro member and have both the stores stocked with many All-Pro branded products. I like to run a very lean ship, and so we have five employees plus myself. Let's chat for a second about what's going on here at markliptonpaint.com. Just since November, I have almost 1,000 independent paint retailers following me, and that's just from my blog but they have not just been following me, but interacting as well. I get emails, text messages, and phone calls from dealers all the time, and that input makes it into my blogs and will make it into my podcasts as well. Any group of dealers this size and still growing will be a force for good in some way. We already see the results to some of that. Through my blog, dealers were able to directly ask questions of Ben Moore CEO Dan Calkins. So my plan is to start regularly posting podcasts on topics that affect us all. While I'm working alone on this inaugural episode, future podcasts will all have guests. I'm very excited to announce that the guest on my first two podcasts will be Dan Cawkins, the CEO of Benjamin Morse. I'm excited to share with you my conversations with Dan. In fact, here's a little taste of what we discuss. Is that something that... that- Benjamin Moore's has to be exclusive, always, forever, through dealers? Yeah, I I think that for Benjamin Moore, it's one of our differentiators, obviously. While we did spend some time speaking about just the paint industry in general, I keep the conversation focused on the independent paint retailer. I think you'll be impressed with Dan's candor. Benjamin Moore knew it had some work to do to earn uh, some of the trust of your dealers. What were you referring to when you said that? We went through a period of time, not in the too distant past, where our trust really had been breached, uh, in my opinion. So if you're an independent paint retailer, a customer, or an employee of Benjamin Moore, you don't want to miss these podcasts. Keep an eye on markliptonpaint.com for the updates. If you're signed up as a member, you will, of course, get an email alerting you anytime I add additional content. So thank you so much for listening and for reading, Mark, my words. I enjoy putting this together for you, and I hope you find it a meaningful tool in helping you understand your business and your industry. I look forward to sharing with you in the coming weeks my conversations with Dan Cawkins, CEO of Benjamin Moore's. After Dan, I've already arranged two other guests, one of them, Leanne Day. Leanne is the CEO of the PDRA the Paint and Decorating Retailers Association. She is doing an excellent job of revitalizing an organization whose sole purpose is the support of independent paint retailers. Also scheduled to appear on Mark My Words is Mike Bodwin. Mike is the Executive Vice President of Allpro. Allpro represents over $2 billion in total sales, so I'm excited to hear what Mike has to say. My hope is that by doing these blogs and podcasts, I can draw attention to the opportunity that independent paint retailers offer in the market. If I can do that, then attention from vendors will come, and that means opportunities for dealers, and that's what I'm hoping to create here. Thank you for tuning in.